a very Brady podcast. Join host Tack Van Sickle and his guest each week as they hilariously dissect the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, one episode at a time. He was so creepy, though. That guy was like, <laughs> he's like, I guarantee you, if they could have really done the show the way they want to do it, like he was going to have a cup to the door listening in that night. <laughs> in a look back at a simpler time where everything was groovy. <laughs> so her kids almost wrecked so their marriage. Her employee shames her and she like thanks both of them. It's awesome. So grab your potato sack and head out to the backyard for some fun. She's in her own room. Like, what did we like, tell what? her about sleeping? <laughs> like they went and got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her bed two feet away from the desk. And obviously before they did that, they also said, family, go get your bathrobes. Everyone needs to be in a bathrobe. <laughs> A Very Brady Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. They have some compromising pictures of Alice that they could have used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, that blue dress doesn't do justice? Uh, no, it does. For, for me, that blue dress does everything. Far out! Poor You're man, a bad man, Tack. You're a bad human. There's a lot of weird in this show. Right. I remember what we, what I fuck, what I did for the, so we were discussing during the last cold open of the failed episode that we are now re-recording. Wait, wait, we, we don't talk that about that happen. episode. Yeah, we don't we, talk we about don't, it. We don't talk about my shame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's being talked about now. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Too late. No, it's it's already being no, recorded. No, people can, can, can now speculate what the hell happened. <laughs> Adam is like shoving your nose into it. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were discussing Earth 616 for Marvel and how Earth 1218 is our real world. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. how we that because I don't remember how that, how we came about that, but yeah, that's that's what it is. So mm. I, sh- I sh- should rebring up that factoid. That was a fun factoid. Was there any was there any indication that they were like heroes that came from our version of Earth? In, no, in the Marvel universe, it is exactly our universe. Oh, so I got there you. Are no superheroes? I got you. It okay. Is, what Except for the day to day ones. Oh. All right, guys. <laughs> oh, so I was talking to one of my friends who's a nurse, and she was explaining she's getting you know free coffee from Timmy's and every once yeah. in a while like free lunches, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And every single time she does that, she explains that she feels really guilty because here in she does she does a little bit outside of Windsor, but just outside of Windsor. They're not actually getting hit that hard here. She she's explaining that obviously New York City is getting their ass oh, yeah, fucking just whooped. Destroyed, um, yeah. Michigan's getting whooped. Yeah, Detroit's bad. Yep. Because Canada has done such a decent job, they're it's actually not that bad. So she feels bad that she's being treated in this way, but is not as deserving as um, these New York people, and we keep explaining. Oh yeah, it right. Matter. You're there, like <laughs> yeah. She's yeah, got to keep showing up. About being there. <laughs> you keep showing up, and you're putting yourself at risk that yeah. the rest of us don't have to. So yeah, yeah. that's right. There, that's right. there, were, there were quite a few uh, health professionals that, as soon as this happened, and they realized they were the front line, quit. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 I there's, suspect there's there's a douche whole, move. There's a whole bunch of them. Do you want somebody who, treating you though that like is terrified of you? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Oh man, that's brutal. That's brutal. On that note, yeah, that, <laughs> fucking note. that went downhill real fucking quick, Rob. Episode eighty nine B. The mythical eighty nine A episode. Forever, we're gonna have people like, whatever happened to episode eighty nine A? Just serial. like the year twenty twenty A, we gave up on it and moved on. <laughs> Maybe I'll name it episode eighty nine Mark Two, and then people will be like, "What happened to Mark One? Talk about Mark One, <laughs> oh, the no. lost child." The prodigal, the prodigal episode. <laughs> oh man, it's brutal. This is episode eighty-nine, and this is Alex Austin, and not in the room with me today. I have isolated Plebeian Adam, and just Rob, and just Rob. And then today we're going to bring you some news about Tales from the Loop. We're going to do the full spoiler cast version of Tales from the Loop, probably a somewhat less in-depth version than what we did last time, because last time there were discoveries that I made based on what you guys told me uh, about the show, because I didn't understand the show. Like half of it, so no, you guys no, you helped me you through missed, that one. It you was, missed uh, all the themes. 
So once we get to that, yeah. we'll touch on what some of those concepts are that maybe flew over some other people's heads as well, as well, but probably not. Anyway, for news items, I think the one thing that we had kind of alluded to last time was the ratings. Uh, the rating was attributed by the ESRB to Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. 2077. Amazing. So, and it was it was a, a resounding uh, E for everyone. <laughs> uh, no. E for excellent or E for erotic? <laughs> no, no, EC, EC for early childhood. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was just I was just looking up the list. I'm like, what's the lowest level that you could possibly give someone? I don't even know. <laughs> Dude, and it's funny because after the discussion, I, w- I was kind of poking around on cyberpunk groups on Facebook the other day afterwards, just kind of thinking about what we had talked about and reflecting on the conversations that are happening and virtually all of the conversations. It's going one of two ways. Uh, there's a there's a contingent of people who are pissed that all the conversations are about like cyber dicks and cyber vaginas. And then there's a whole other contingent of people uh, who just keep talking, just keep going with it, like just just to push the other ones out. So there's people who are like muting the group and say, threatening to leave the groups. And, you know, nobody cares, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic going on around this game right now out in the wild. Well, I want to. I just I wanted to read a snippet of so ESRB. You can look on their website and see why they gave it a rating. And oh my god! It's so the they have back like blood the and gore, intense <laughs> violence, nudity, strong language, blah, blah blah, use of drugs and alcohol, blah blah blah. But there's this hilarious snippet. Players can select a gender and customize their character. Customization can include depictions of breasts, buttocks, and genitalia, as well as various sizes and combinations of genitalia. Players can encounter events where they have the option to engage in sexual activities with other main characters or prostitutes. These brief sex scenes, from a first-person perspective, depict partially nude characters moaning suggestively while moving through various positions. (laughs) It's great, man. It's great. Are we going to get to bang Keanu? Like, let's just... Well, hold on. Some scenes uh, contain brief depictions of thrusting motions. Oh. Other scenes depict a character's head moving towards a partner's crotch. Oh, buddy. Oh, so buddy. So who knows who that partner is? They... Uh... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Keanu on this one. Anyway, it's, it's just a hope that would be great, guys. And and what a role for Keanu to play in Cyberpunk. That's that's my prediction. That's the official Ronan Geek official podcast prediction for Keanu in Cyberpunk. Oh my god, we're gonna suck Keanu's dick. <laughs> oh well, and sorry. he won't show excuse any emotion. Me. Excuse me, his cyber dick. Okay, like let's. Yeah. He won't show any emotion, though. That's just not how he rolls. <laughs> oh my god, he, dude, he's he's quiet and powerful. You you should know this about Keanu. He is Baba Yaga. <laughs> what did we say earlier? Oh what was the? Um, I thought what what are you guys made the joke about Keanu and in, in the group chat earlier? What was it? What were we talking about? Oh, the Ozark, <laughs> Rob. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Calling Ben <laughs> slightly <Yeah>. more emotional. <laughs> <Keanu>. <laughs> Oh my uh, god! <laughs> yeah. So funny thing. Uh, I actually watched a couple of episodes since then, and I kind of feel bad about that. Because, <laughs> for, well, for reasons that you guys clearly already knew. <laughs> That's amazing, man. It's, um, this, this whole re-record was worth it just for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was. Yeah, that was that. That's been interesting. I still like the. I think the guy's doing a phenomenal job of oh, the character. Oh my god! Damn, man. that is, that is haunting. Yeah, yeah. So I can't remember <laughs> yeah. what the actor's name is offhand, but uh, I, I pointed out that the only other thing he was in was Iron Fist. He was yeah, like he the, the brother. The yeah, the brother. Yeah, and he wasn't any good. Yeah. But I, th- I don't think that's really his fault. And uh, just based on how bad that show was, but man, in Ozark season three, that guy absolutely kills it like he's amazing it's one of the best performances i think i've ever seen honestly he does a he does a good job of the transition from the start of the season to the end of the season and i'm looking him up right now so i can tell you exactly what his name is here i'm gonna keep talking no you keep talking no i'll keep talking Uh... (laughs) so next so next week we're gonna talk about ozarks rob uh sure yeah i'll I'll be done by that oh yeah for sure no question about it great so next, um, you heard it here first. Next week is Ozark, season yeah, three like, specifically. Yeah, I think I'm on episode nine, so I've got Tom Pelfrey. To go. Tom Pelfrey, that's his name. Sorry. Nice. Okay. 
So, yeah, aside from the ESRB, uh, we got the other fun news from the French news site, ActuGamer. Uh, they've, to be fair, they, they do have a history of getting some of these insights first. They, they were the first to announce or to uh, discover the information about Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. So they have a history of being accurate. So we, we, we are quite accurate. Uh, you tell us the news. Uh, you are not a good at the French accent. Uh, neither of you are. Oui, 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 oui. No, neither of us are. <laughs> no. Je, je, suis, all, to... je suis français. Je suis français. Parlez, parlez en français. Je m'appelle Claude. Uh, <laughs> Où est la toilette? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we apologize to all French people, but you're French, so what do you want? <laughs> So, yeah, they actually found some data about the Diablo 2 Remastered, aptly named. A pretty good title. I think it's a pretty good working title. Uh, Diablo 2 Re- Resurrected. Diablo 2 Resurrected. Sacre bleu! Sacre bleu! Um, <laughs> so it's supposed to be actually, and kind of like we were talking in the uh, episode A of this, we were talking about how um, we like the idea of how games just sort of come out. They don't really announce them, and then suddenly, like, yeah, they're out in a month or out today. It's, I love that. I this love isn't it. an official release, but it's supposed to be. The information we're getting is that it's going to be released in the fourth quarter of 2020, 2028, to be accurate. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So this year, um, it is being done. It is being done by the same team that ported the uh destiny from console to pc so i think we're they, they also have great titles like uh the ports for spyro uh they it's a uh, vicarious the, vicarious visions right vicarious visions yeah yeah they did so you can look them up for a bigger history but they've done a lot of the uh, not spyro what the, the little adventure i think it's spyro it's one of the spyro editions but it's like the little ones with the the digital models that you put on the game and they load I don't, into the... I don't want to get you guys too aroused here, but I, I I have some of the titles that they worked on right in front of me. Oh, here. yeah, yeah. You should, you should probably know that the this is the studio behind the, the infamous Barbie colon Magic Genie adventure. Um, <laughs> this is... Oh, okay, all- why is people in uh, Barbie's colon... <laughs> That's my question. That's my question. Absolutely. Uh, We also have Dark Angel based on the TV series of the same name from the late 90s. So a very, very popular game. Probably not. And they were also behind uh, Kelly Club Clubhouse Fun. That's a lot of Ks. It is. It is. It's a lot of alliteration. One might say the game is uh, KKK. It could be be somewhere (laughs) Like definitely spelled with a K and two C's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> oh my god! And then, of course, uh, the, these are also the guys behind um, Spider-Man: Mysterio's Menace. I don't know if maybe you guys played that at all. I don't know. No. I did not. Um, oh, they did the port of Star Wars Jedi Knight to Jedi Outcast for GameCube and Xbox. So, I think we're done here. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> So the fact is, is uh, they the only other time. So they've done this would be their third remaster or remake or whatever you want to call it. First one was StarCraft, which was developed in house. Second mm-hmm. one was Warcraft Three Reforged, which was not done in house. I think we can figure out which one went better. Here's the part of the problem: is there was a, an immediate about a year ago there was an interview with David Brev David David Brevik who was the original director of Diablo 2 from mm. Blizzard North. And his comment, everyone was like, well, what do you think are the odds of a Diablo 2 remake? And his comments were, probably not. I don't think they have the resources. <laughs> like, they don't have the original <laughs> game resources. <laughs> that happen a lot. Yeah, well, games go old, and back then they didn't, like, right now, storage archive is, everything. Yeah. yeah, storage is cheap. We figured out how to make storage cheap, so we archive everything, and everything's backed up. Yeah. Back then, that wasn't the case. You would lose a bunch of this data. So, yeah, he basically made the argument that they're, they probably have definitely some of it, 
but he didn't think they'd have enough of it sitting around to actually be able to do a new game. Now, to be fair, uh, these guys also did some really good games. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man comes to mind. Um, the Guitar Hero ports come to mind in all of the Skylander series games. So so they do have a bit of a history with with bigger franchises. So I, I, think, I think the acumen is probably there to do this competently. The problem is, is kind of like Reforged, the Blizzard's motto is not kept if it's not them doing it. Well, no, no. Well, I can tell you now it won't be kept because when they're forcing you to buy toys of characters in the game to put on a little platform to zoom them into the game, you'll know that these were the same guys who made Skylanders. <laughs> I got the Diablo model. <laughs> I can finally no, you can't fight play him. the sorceress until you get the sorceress. Exactly. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. I'm just gonna play Decker game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey, can I play Wirt? With but, oh my god, if I pre-order, do I get Wirt's leg? He just oh, works like that's it. I, I bet it's like uh, I, I bet it's going to be a Skylanders title game. It's going to be Skylanders Diablo Two Remake or whatever. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Oh my god! Oh, that's how you get your loot drops. You have to buy the different chests. But you can only play as the Skylanders. So like Spyro's one of them. <laughs> hey, there's actually a Skylander that's very much like Illidan, so kind of fits in the Blizzard. Oh, okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, so it's a it's a perfect marrying of two great franchises. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, interestingly, uh, since we last recorded, a big announcement has happened for uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. <laughs> Uh, sort of remakes, remasters coming out for PlayStation 4 uh, and Xbox One and PC later on this year, which actually looks pretty sweet. Hmm. Uh, Vicarious Visions is doing that. So uh, I, Did I think... any of us play this game a whole lot? Uh, oh, Pro Skater 1 and 2. Yeah, man. Big time. Yeah, even I played a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I played at a friend's house, but that's about it. Yeah. I still have two Mostly for N64. I'm pretty sure it's here. You guys can play it next time you come over after the uh, situation is done. Yeah, that almost <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> So many better things to do with our lives. Mm, probably not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, wait, yeah, what, what did I think I segued that into one other joke last time around too? But I don't think it was as good as either of the jokes that we segued into this time. So we we can, yeah. <laughs> wow, great, great one. That, that was fantastic. Oh, that's right. There was unt- there was the canceled games I mentioned. Um, because they canceled oh, Call gosh. of Duty Roman Wars, and we were so shocked. Right, <laughs> right. We were, yeah, we were joking about having to throw spears at people, and yeah. that was terrible. That was that was terrible. I'm glad we're cutting that out. Yeah, and, that, and so, now we have to cancel that joke. <laughs> <laughs> nice, just like the Roman Empire. That's um, right. Okay, long silence. So. Um, oh yeah, that's it for news. That's it, dude. <laughs> that's it. We're done. Oh, right, wanna hit the loop? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, there was an Unreal 5 reveal today. Right, yeah. So I Epic, I never Epic. watched the video. Yeah, I haven't watched the video yet either, but uh, Epic actually did release a video online today. Actually, they did it as a live presentation thing online. But you can actually go and watch it. I think it's a fairly long presentation, and they played a game in real time that uses the Unreal 5 engine. I don't know if it was just a demo game or, or, or something it was, to showcase it. Was. it. However, it is available online, so go and check it out if you want to see what Unreal 5 is I all don't about. I usually give Damn. two shits about the, the tech demos because they usually try and make it look as pretty as possible, and no game ever adheres to those because those are trying to show the most amount without actually having to process things like the real yeah. game in the background. So right. it never actually matches up to what games look like on that console. I just hope it it's better than the sense. Unreal 4 reveal. Remember that one? Oh, I'm pretty sure no. they just they just set up uh, they set up a Gears of War character. I can't remember which one, but they just shot at a literal like hunk of meat just to watch it like shred. That was that was <laughs> one of the reveals for Unreal Four. It was totally lame. So hopefully hopefully this one is 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 much better. And and honestly, I'm excited by this because cool. what's that? The images look quite cool. Yeah, dude. And honestly, we need something because without E3 and all the other shows happening, it's it's nice to see these guys jump again with uh, some. The content. only yeah. really tech there. demos that I remember. Where I don't remember what console the first one for, but it was the, like a dark and gritty Zelda. I think it was for GameCube. And it yeah, was a dark and gritty Link fighting some spider. I think in the in the Castle of Time or the Temple of Time, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that looks so cool." And they all kind of thought it was sort of a demo or a yeah, yeah. A, a preview of whatever Zelda game was coming out. Nope. And then they came out with Wind Waker, and everyone <laughs> lost their fucking mind. The ultimate because they wanted a dark and gritty. <laughs> Zelda uh, yeah. story, and they instead got Wind Waker, which is the complete opposite. But over time, I kind of think it worked out. Over time, Wind Waker turned out to be some people's 
most favorite. Aside yeah. from Breath of the Wild, my favorite Zelda, uh, eh, my favorite full consoles. Nah, that that's not even true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realized oh, far so back and backpedaling. I love far, far back and backpedaling because I just went, oh yeah, no, it's, it's a link to the past, and then Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah, fair so enough, fair enough. It, it turned out to be one of my favorites, in, including the one where Nintendo tried to fix X. I was like, we want dark and gritty, so they came out with Wind Waker, and then came out with Twilight Princess. I, w- and, I was even going to say it was my favorite, like. RPG set on the high seas, but then I remember that there's like Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's so you know sad. It's up there. <laughs> it's up We're there. We're backpedaling yeah. pretty badly on, on our comments how great that game is. It's great, except if you don't consider the rating, the review, how good it is. <laughs> um, so this is kind of funny. I did a quick uh, gander here online, and I was like, you know what? I wonder what they're doing about Fortnite here with Unreal Engine 5. Turns out they're bringing it to Unreal Engine Five. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, they're probably not going to change much. I don't think that they will. Um, but it's just it's it's interesting to see them do that migration with a game. I don't think we've seen a great a game that's been stable and then migrate to another engine and continue. Oh uh, wow! Well, I've done that a few times. That's fair, actually. You know what? Uh, was that a different engine, though? Was yeah, it? they they've changed out their engine three times, I think. Now, do they use a proprietary yeah. engine? Yeah, they build their own. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But, uh, oh, okay. There you go. Fair enough. They, yeah, Sweet. they built the first one, then they built the second one, uh, just after between Wrath and Kata, and then I think they did one between Panda and uh, Legion or whatever. It's because they needed they needed more power to drive all of those pandas like you need you need so many polygons for pandas it's true it's a fact so that's that's what they were after with that one so we can jump so we can jump now into tales from the loop this will be a spoiler version of tales from the loop and uh probably a briefer discussion than we had before a more brief discussion However, oh, Tales uh, from the Loop. Interesting. Yeah, Tales. Is that from- like a Sonic game? Mm, absolutely, it's a Sonic game. It takes place in Green Hill Zone, Act Two, and you'll have to play it to see people. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a show from Amazon Prime, <laughs> and uh, we we kind of introduced <laughs> it in episode 88, but we didn't dive deep into it because I, I was the slacker who still had to watch the whole thing, and uh, and I have now watched the whole thing, and uh, I think I said the other day it really put me in a mood because uh, I was like. Maybe an hour after watching the final episode, we were recording, and I was just like still in such a funk. Oh my god, it was uh, it was a weird mood. I am out of the mood now. I feel better. That's uh, good. And, yeah, yeah. And and we established at the time that it wasn't because like the show was. I don't know. It wasn't like overtly depressing or anything like that. It just it was a really strange show to kind of take you out of your own head and uh, or maybe put you deep into it. One or the other, but uh, it was I was definitely thinking hard after finishing that series. Anyway, that's where I was on on, on Monday recording, on Wednesday recording. I'm good. I'm Gucci. I'm fine. I'm yeah. good to go. By the time I was on, I don't know, fifth episode or whatever episode, I sat here and was like, I really, and I'm not a social guy. I've been having fun. I've been fine over this COVID thing. I don't give a shit that I don't see people. But I sat there and said, like, I just want to go hug my grandma. And I just want right. to like, have a meal with her and just have her just tell me stories about her life. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. And uh, it's, yeah, episode four definitely puts you into that frame of mind, right? So that's, I think that was one of the ones that um, we all seem to like the most was episode four. And uh, what's cool about this, and I think four is a good example of it, is the technology in Tales from the Loop, because ostensibly this is sci-fi, uh, what the show is, is sci-fi. But it definitely, just like you said last time, Adam, puts puts all the characters and their stories front and center over the technology. Yeah. So the technology in in... In some ways, it kind of takes the front seat, like during some episodes uh, that, that are very contingent on the usage of technology. Uh, but but then in other ways, it, it technically you know defaults in every episode to being a very human story for people. And and I really appreciated that about the show. And I think episode four was such a great example of that. Is um, you know you mentioned the, uh, the the grandfather taking his grandson and sort of walking him through what you know the end of life is like and and getting him you know, acclimated to the idea of death before his passing. And it was a very emotional situation. And the way they use technology in that episode tied right into that theme with the age sphere or whatever they called it. 
Echosphere. Echosphere, yeah, yeah. And so when you yell into it, it echoes back at you multiple times. And if it does it multiple times, that that suggests that you have much longer to live. But if there's no echo at all, that suggests you don't have uh, long to live. So that was... It was a very rough story because you you follow this this kid who's struggling with the concept of, ultimately, I would argue, possibly his best friend, who is his grandfather, you know, someone who he made, he has a good relationship with, and he, he sees his, I don't want to say a father figure, but definitely someone he cares about. And he's seen him go through it, and the grandfather's being tough for everyone. The, the people around the grandfather, aside from this child, are seem to be kind of distanced from him. And... It is so sad because I have seen a few grandparents die and you do see that distancing of older people and you see it through the older guy's eye where he's just trying to be tough for everyone else because he doesn't want everyone else to feel bad. Right. But he does, there is a moment where he like, he cries outside and then comes in to see his wife and it's so sad looking at that because you realize you would think that his wife would be the one person that you know, he could be honest with, but he, he can't. And he's trying to get these feelings out and these lessons learned and these discussions with his grandson to prepare his grandson. And it's, it is rough. It is, it is an emotionally rough episode, but I think is deep and meaningful. Oh yeah. And, and it definitely turns out the way you think it's going to turn out. So it definitely goes that way. And, uh, and then the theme keeps coming up around the grandfather again and again. So he kind of, in a, in a sense, lives on throughout the rest of uh, the season because he pops up in various capacities and flashbacks and, 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 and events like that. So Time I think traveling, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No big deal. But overall, man, yeah, the series was pretty amazing. My, I would say my favorite episode in retrospect now, kind of looking back at them all, Whew. I mean, there was some emotional heft, certainly, in episode two. That was the one where the kids find out that they can use the, the smaller sphere to switch bodies. Uh, that definitely had some weight behind it. And uh, Right, that's where we learned that Rob is a fucking weirdo and wants other people's bodies, you fucking weirdo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, hey, no, we're going to get around to that. <laughs> and, uh, All I can see, so I just... I just all right, so the whole episode <laughs> works around the idea that there's this, um, again, another sphere that you trade places. The person that's inside trades places with, what, the nearest human outside it, I, I'm guessing. That's just my assumption. Or the nearest cognitively available creature outside. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, yeah. And so these kids swatch bodies and eventually one realizes, fuck that, you got a way better life than me. I'm not switching it back. And the other kid tries it. He's like, oh, maybe if I just go in there, it'll just flip us back and instead... He gets put into a robot. Yeah. That very poorly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because the other kid wouldn't switch back. And uh, the robot... And this is one of the things that I didn't realize about the show early on. Because this robot is kind of ever-present throughout the series. Like, it, it definitely comes more into play in the final episode. But I didn't realize that it, it was... His consciousness was in the robot because of this machine that switches the consciousness. I, I yeah. it didn't even it didn't even occur to me. I thought that maybe they ran some experiment to put his consciousness into the robot. So that that's what I thought, and uh, which obviously didn't it, it it didn't go down exactly like that. Uh, but that episode was was pretty intense. However, uh, probably probably not among my favorites. I, I would say my favorite. Looking back, I really liked Echosphere, same as you, Adam, and uh, and and I really liked uh, Parallel. And Parallel was it was a sort of a love triangle story of a man who has found this strange floating tractor, uh, which you know is kind of in line with the detective technology i guess that they're using in the show and he tries to repair it while trying to repair it he finds like a book inside it has a picture of a man in there and he becomes very enamored with the picture of this man uh so like he, he wants to he wants to find this man and, and and fall in love or whatever so anyway he ends up fixing the tractor with some help and traveling to a parallel dimension where one the loop doesn't exist anymore at all. In fact, they talk about it like it closed down some time ago. And I think there was even shots of some of the the buildings being like disassembled. Stacks. Yeah, yeah. And it was very, very fascinating from that angle as well. And however, he ends up meeting himself in the alternate dimension along with the man from the photo he has, who who happens to be the the partner of himself and the other in the parallel dimension. Alex, so, the ever attractive 
Oh, yes. He was a very mysterious and exotic man. Yes. <laughs> so, and, so, of course, he ends up falling in love with the guy because uh, if himself... Sure, fuck, from I then, fell in love with the guy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah, the actor was incredible, too. And But it turns out to be a love triangle between a man and also himself and their lover. <laughs> it was just... Yeah, well... What is a it a three way at that scenario? Like, are they considered the same person since they came from different dimensions? I don't know. It's interesting. I think technically, yes, because they were they were talking to one another himself from the two different dimensions as friends. So I'm thinking that's kind of how it would work because they were they were trying to be friends at first before uh, before feelings gotten away and uh and they were they were all about the feelings instead before, like most men they couldn't control their dicks <laughs> absolutely Classic. true absolutely true <laughs> and uh, and i really liked the twist at the end uh which had to do with him meeting kent in the parallel dimension who who's basically the same kent as the previous dimension he came from but he wrote him off early in the episode when he was back in his original uh, parallel dimension because uh, Kent didn't seem to have interest in the same things he had interest in. I, I know music and birding were the two things he, that this main character really loved. And Kent established early on he wasn't a big fan of music. So that really turned off the main guy. And then once he finds Kent again in the parallel dimension, he immediately finds out that Kent is also into birding. So it, it was just an interesting theme that, you know, they kind of flipped it back and forth there. And uh, and I know Alex, the the lover that was kind of in, in the middle there for most of the episode, he was into music, but not into birding and uh, and kind of kind of gave a funny reaction to the main character when he tried to bring up how, you know, the perfection of birding or birds was like the perfection of 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 his woodworking. And he said, no. Hello, listeners of Random Other Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Hey, everybody. If you like podcasts like whatever podcast this is, then come listen to the Mad Scientist Podcast, a weekly show on the history, philosophy, and hard science between fringe and paranormal claims. Marie, what are some topics we've covered in the past? We have covered UFOs. We've covered economic collapse. We have covered cats. We did cover cats pretty pretty mm-hmm. distinctly. Yes. If you like podcasts and a little bit of humor and a little bit of singing. And some cats. Come listen to the Mad Scientist <laughs> podcast, please. Shoot. Is the the naming of birding really a thing in real life? Like, do people call it yeah. birding and yeah. birders? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, they need a better name. No wonder why they're considered nerds. <laughs> Look who's saying that. Like, what is happening right now? (laughs) Well, I mean, gamer's a a shitty name. I don't like that. But, I don't know, nerd at least has, like, a title of itself. The title of nerd isn't in... It's not a a noun of the verb. (laughs) Dude, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Adam. Nerd is actually technically not the right word that you're looking for. It's actually geek. Yeah, I'm not even saying that because of our name, but if you look up nerd, it does not mean what you think it means. We're but we're like Whoa. we're like proto geeks though. Like in in the future, in the distant distant future, when aliens are trying to clone humans, they're going to use our remains to clone the nerds. So absolutely, I mean, we are absolute proto nerds. Yeah, okay. I mean, like well, no, I, 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 for I, me, it makes sense. A single minded, yeah. yeah, single minded expert in a particular technical field. Well, you didn't read the first. <laughs> A foolish or contemptible person go. who lacks social skills or is boringly studious. Yeah. Um, that sounds also like me. <laughs> One oh, of podcasters. those nerds who never asked a girl to dance. Yeah, that's oh, me. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Wait, oh, is that boy. Urban Dictionary? No, it's just, no. Uh, that's Webster's, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Oxford, Oxford Dictionary. Anyway, yeah, I, w- I would say uh, Parallel was probably my favorite episode because of, uh, you know, it's a classic love triangle story. However, there was just so many layers to it uh, because of the sci-fi and, and, and because of the characters and, and meeting the same characters again. Very, very cool episode. And uh, in the last episode, man, like that was just an was absolute destructive trip. Oh, my God. Just absolutely brutalized in, in that episode. That, right. kid, that kid is so mentally fucked. Oh, I know. He's been yeah. through so much. He appears to be the yeah, toughest one in the show. <laughs> they should just put him down. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, like, seriously, he, he lost his brother, 
right? Because his brother switched bodies and he realized that later on. And I'm sure there's a moment in his life where he went, shit, I threw stones at my brother thinking he was an inanimate object. I'm a prick. <laughs> um, and, and then later on, he's like, oh, I'll just put acorns. My brother died for me. Oh, my God. Like his brother dies for him in a robot body against some random AI robot. And then he shows up back and he's like, okay, where's mommy? Holy shit. Mommy's 80 years old. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah. I, did, I didn't understand, like, he had entered some region outside of the city that was frozen in time, or was it, was anything? It, it was a, it was like a time dilation. Yeah, area. yeah. So, in anyway, he came out of it, and yeah, he's still a kid. Seemed to handle it pretty well. Uh, like, but <laughs> it was. You have to think of it this way. The brother who was in the robot body, he was on that time dilation side for how long doing how many things like where was he so he's probably been living longer or shorter than lives than everyone else one way or another interesting maybe it's possible yeah interesting and it was the was the the second robot they met the aggressive one did that robot exist in the time dilation area yeah i think so okay okay interesting i could be wrong i don't really remember so anyway uh rob what was what was your favorite episode the second one Mm, because you want to steal people's bodies well, that's because yeah. we uh, so we discussed last time which of all the technologies you would want, and you wanted the body swapping. It's like, well, you could live forever by swapping bodies with, you know, suicidal people or that's or right, genetic robots, right? Uh, so right. So, so you're 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 butchering this pitch, okay? So. Oh no, I'm, I'm specific. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you could replace it with like synthetic bodies, so you could in theory live forever with this object. And then mm-hmm. I just imagined before if. If synthetic bodies aren't available quite yet, obviously you have to get humans. So what's going to happen is at first you're just going to be choosing humans that are willing, and eventually you're going to live for so long you're going to you're going to see these humans as just meat grinders. You're not going to see them as human anymore, and you're just going to have a pit of well-oiled and skin and and health-cared humans in like a herd that you're like, I want that one. And you're going to breed them like dogs to get the okay. right body for yourself at some point. So that is super telling of Adam's mentality on this. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking synthetic bodies for everyone, but okay, sure, we can go that way. Um, <laughs> interesting story. There's actually a sci-fi book that I've uh, that I've read, and trust me, you'll see the connection in a second. And there was a, I think it's like the third book in the series or something like that. There's a moment where the human race is getting back a planet from this invading alien species and when they do they find out that the resident species of the planet had been turned into effectively cattle mm. and i was like probably the most disturbing thing i've ever read so mm. the fact that you, you try to uh, compare me to that i'm like nah yeah no no see but you don't think like that now but after oh. a thousand years of not being able to uncaring. get a good enough synthetic body, you will become uncaring to the creatures that you just breed. <laughs> oh, I see. That's how it works. You'll, you'll build into it. It's a very dark outlook, but uh, hey, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> shit happens. It's a very dark outlook, but you know, it's a damn good idea. <laughs> Maybe I'll consider it in 300 years. <laughs> 500 year Rob is sitting there like, hey, put lotion on the skin oh dude yeah there's there's no way you wouldn't become deranged after that period of time being alive no wow you guys are really negative <laughs> what what's what, what makes you think that uh long life doesn't just make you think that happiness is the answer because hmm, of social a lot of movies social links like the fact that people all around you would be dying all the time every time you restart that set of people would die like it's just uh it's brutal man it'd be brutal I don't know. I I meet new people all the time online. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, but you they wouldn't be friends anymore. They wouldn't be like, hello, no. my, hello, friend yeah, see, Greg. You'd be like, hello, you... Greg number three. Well, who's Greg number three? You're three. Who's two? You don't want to know about Greg number two. Oh, don't, <laughs> see, uh, don't here's, ask Here's the him. thing, though. You guys, you guys look at it totally backwards is it? in a totally fucked up way. Uh, the way I see it is I'm just beating all my friends. I'm just beating all my friends. <laughs> well, you won't have friends. You'll have cattle. <laughs> I, I don't know that we were... Whatever. Friends, cattle, same thing. I don't know that morally we were on a higher horse last time, though, because we talked about freezing time to, you like, steal money. Yeah, yeah that, that is absolutely you, true. You guys, I went to, let's let's get the sick people out of their dying bodies, and you guys went to, I want to steal shit. <laughs> <laughs> it started off altruistically, because I was... Did uh, it? Know, 
the idea was, <laughs> hey, I would need to, uh, hey, I really, really need to, I, I would love to freeze time. There was an episode where this girl who wanted, who had a moment where she, she got excited over something and then that excitement would fade. So she could never hold on to that fresh new excitement. That same nostalgia that we feel, right? The first time you play a video game is not, it cannot be. You can never experience that again, right. and that's something she felt lost. So she had this thing where she could freeze time and continuously experience the same moment, but she realized that's not the point. Like, you have to lose interest in it. It's part of the design. And so I thought that would be my favorite technology because I personally feel like I don't have enough time in the day to play all the games I want, to do all the work that I want. And right. I went, okay, well, I would, I would love to build myself a house, but I don't, I don't have the time for that. And I, well, if I freeze time, I can just build a house. But then I realized, okay, so where do I get the money for the house? Because it's not like money's coming into my bank account because time's frozen. Everyone else isn't sending me money. That's how economy works. So how do I, oh, fuck, well, I guess I'll just have to, like, I can just drop my money off at Home Depot. I don't have any money. So I guess I could just take it from Home Depot, but then that's just literally stealing. Well, fuck it. They won't know. I'm, t- I'm freezing time. Uh, so evidently freezing time makes me a fucking th- uh, thief. I'll just... I won't even... And like in probably what a couple weeks tops. Weeks. Wow. <laughs> it took, Thank and then, you. And then it took and how many lifetimes? Did it, how many lifetimes did it take me to to turn evil again? Rob, I, I want to thank you that you think I am strong-willed enough to last a few weeks without stealing. Hey, look, look, okay, we're friends. I'm going to try and make you seem like a legitimate guy. Well, but you could actually, you. you could actually freeze time and do something with the time. You know what I mean? Like you could, you could work on something that ends up making you a lot of money too. Oh, for sure, and that, and that would be the po- that's the original point of it. But then you realize you can't do all this without the rest of the supply chain system and then without the you can't really provide economy the way it's supposed to happen so you just end up stealing and you go well guess i'm a thief now but i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i love i love how the scenario keeps ending up there that's great so i had i had a couple theories last time too that i talked about uh from tales from the loop and i actually have that stuff written down so so it's easier to talk about uh but the uh, my overarching theory uh, it seemed to suggest throughout the show that the loop scientists and inhabitants of the timeline we see for the bulk of the show, may have found a way to pull in technology from the loops in other parallel timelines, uh, which has made this loop successful. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Like, There's no reason not to think. They can do whatever the fuck they want. This isn't like a set universe, so because it's based on art, it's just based on some dude's art, which beautiful art. Yeah, I like the concept of them finding the technology just kind of at random though. So like they find the time the time dilation device, you know, just in the water, you know, on on the beach. You know what I mean? The girl does. And then they end up finding the uh, echo chambers just sort of laying in some random half-dried lake bed. You can actually see a neighborhood in the background. And then you can actually see the um uh the the machine that they use to switch consciousness between the two kids uh that's just mm-hmm. laying around out in the woods and then they actually show at one point it being disassembled by some uh, presumably some loop scientists and i think the reverse engineering the, te- the technology uh oh, for sure that made their loop successful oh for sure they probably failed to redo it yeah 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 oh and they pulled in the tractor too because when the when the floating tractor goes back to the other parallel dimension they it can't return to the one that was pulled into so that was, right. again, all kind of speaks to the fact that they're just pulling in the technology that has made their loop successful. So it's Well, it's probably of... a Rick and Morty. Some are being sent to us from other dimensions, and some are being pulled from our to our dimension. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give or take. Seems that way, yeah. yeah. Some are just, some are traveling through time, right? Not just dimensions. So who knows? They could come from anywhere. But that's ultimately the benefit of this show is it's not a, the technology is a vessel for telling the human story. And I think that's phenomenal about the shows. It's not about the tech. It's about the humans. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, One criticism I had of the show, which, again, still kind of blows my mind to think about, thinking about again, uh, I I didn't like. You have have to basically assume that it's reasonable for the people of the loop to have moments of absolute disdain for self-preservation. Like, what the fuck are they doing in some of these scenarios? (laughs) Like, the boys choosing to transfer consciousness back and forth, like... 
two, three times, right? Uh, assuming nothing bad will possibly happen to them. It's just it's it's a level of naivety that 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 took me out of it a little bit when I was watching. So I'm like, how could they be this stupid? Uh, or, or when or when the other boys leave in in the enemies episode, episode seven, they leave their friend behind on this island where they oh. think a murderous monster exists. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right, but I mean. Uh, the thing is though that uh, like a lot of those things like looking at it now it seems stupid but think about it back in the day kids abandoning other kids in a in a fucked up place that happens all the time uh they're just not thinking they're like haha this is funny they don't think of repercussions because they're stupid kids right 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 but like in other situations too um like in the one episode where uh the guy had gotten the scrap bot to use as a defensive measure yeah um, we had talked about this earlier, and Adam had brought this up, uh, I believe. Uh, that yeah, the, <laughs> Yeah, like, the guy was, like, completely sleep-deprived. Yeah. And he's coming from a place of vulnerability, trying to take control, and ended up getting effectively too much control, and ended up losing everything right, because of it. Right, right. So yeah. awesome theme there, and obviously he placed his daughter in, in, in great danger by in the process mm-hmm. of doing that, right? Which was, uh, you know, again, just like you said, he gained too much control, and he, he just he 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 lost control essentially by doing it. And uh, I thought what's that was interesting really is it's each episode they all connect, uh, but they're all separate. You could watch them individually, years apart from each other, and, and it wouldn't matter. Uh, but watching them together, you can see a lot of the strings together, and. I think that's what's strange is that episode, we all communally agree that Control episode, I, f- I forget the name of it, but the one that with the guy got the robot uh, to help defend his family, we all communally agree that was the most boring of all the episodes, yet it was still a pretty good episode with a pretty good message and good acting and so on and so forth. But it was just, it, it's the diamond among like the gold diamonds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I think that that was about the sum total of what we talked about. Yeah, uh, yeah, just playing and watching, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which was also very short because a lot of our topics are what we've been playing and watching. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, yes. Uh, did you did you have anything good to bring to? Uh, you, you did talk about. Um, I wrote it down actually. Legend. Legend oh, yeah. of Keepers. I'll, I'll bring that up in my uh, playing and watching. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys have anything that you want to touch on, or should I just jump right uh, in? That? We should probably just do playing and watching because I'm running out of time. So I'll probably have to do my five uh, five sure. most meaningful games next week, along with Adams, and then um, uh, and then this time we could just do because we're running low on time here. We could just do playing and watching. Sure. Okay. So uh, I, I guess for playing and watching, I should bring up. I, I I talked last time about how I was really getting into Monster Hunter. But I don't think I made it to Iceborne at the time. And now I've got there. I'm in the cycle loop. And it is super satisfying. My dick is hard. I, I'm actually upset that we had to re-record today because I was going to go play Monster Hunter. <laughs> we oh, kept man. you We kept so, you from a, from an awesome hunt. Yeah, you yeah we, we totally did. It wasn't just me. It was definitely Alex as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam is like Adam. Yeah, yeah, it's my fault too. Adam is like, oh, now I gotta record with these guys again. I can't go get all my dino dicks to make my super shield. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, right. Hold on. I'm sorry. I, I I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt Adam talking about the game that I got to play with him that he then refunded and then got again and got somebody else to get and then didn't invite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, game. The game that it. I don't. The, 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 the abandonment game. Yeah, that's, no, that's legit. Cool. The most cool. piece of shit gamer move Wrong. I've heard in a long time. You know what? I retract my apology. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was all payback it was all payback it was designed oh. yeah I lost the file Oop, delete <laughs> oh shit man Fuck you. we gotta talk about we gotta talk about this travesty again and now it's come full circle now it's come full circle oh, it's like God. a loop almost it's almost Whoa. like a loop oh weird it's episode 9 fucking loopception episode oh, 9 I feel like we've done this before <laughs> oh my god so yeah it's it honestly rob you want to play it you let me know i'll play it anytime whether it's low level, uh, high level i don't give two fucks i'll yeah, find I, any I, monster i installed it so i'll let you know so like adam okay, adam why don't, why don't you t- just tell us like for people who aren't familiar with the series what was the last item that you had that you had to craft that you were really excited about and and what was it like sort of collecting all those pieces and getting all the pieces to make like what was what was that gameplay loop like 
Okay, right now I'm on a shit gameplay loop, but that's fine. It's it's working out okay. My last big item was I switched. So you have all these different weapons. You can think of it like Dark Souls. You have you get your great sword, and they're pre-designed and pre. Each weapon carries its own action set, its own swing sets, but the weapon itself will do slightly different things. So this one weapon will do more blunt damage. One will do more uh, sharpness, and the other. Right. Uh, the other ones might do elements, fire, dragon, lightning, so on and so forth. And some might apply statuses. So you have to sort of choose your monster. The idea is you're aiming for a goal. So you look at a monster and you say, okay, I need to take down this badass monster. And you can do research. You hunt You hunt through the world. It's all fairly big, connected world. So you hunt through the world. You find its tracks. You hunt it a whole bunch. And as you hunt it and look for it, it's like it leaves scratch marks against the you know thing oh, where nice. it walked by. Nice. Uh, maybe some of its thorns or scales. So is, break is off tracking and... regularly a part of the of the gameplay loop? Yes. And, and, okay. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So you're supposed to track it, and you walk through the footsteps, and eventually you gain enough knowledge on it that you earn uh, what its weaknesses are. So you're like, okay, gotcha. now I know its head is a weakness, and it's weak to electrical. So all right, I need to go make I and I know that it's action set maybe you've viewed it you might have viewed it in the wild and watched it at a distance and seen it fight or maybe you fought it for a bit but you weren't able to take it down because it's just a little too tough and you don't know all the weaknesses so you're, okay I know it's move set now I need to make a weapon because all the weapons have different move sets so you go I need to go make a weapon that will be good against this creature so you Okay, you go find it in the blacksmith, figure out what it needs. Okay, you need to make, you need to get the scales and body parts of a monster that you've already previously killed from previous hunts. So if you don't have all the parts required, you're like, okay, you need three scales, yeah. three mantles, three wings, a tail, and you'll be able to make this other sword. So then what I had to do is I have to go back, hunt that creature a few more times, get what I need out of it, this previous monster, so monster B. Uh, one I've already killed, kill that a few more times, get better at killing that, right? Because every single time you fight it, you get better and better, kind of like Dark Souls. And then you come back, craft it, get the sword, and then you go kill the monster, and then you use its scales to then help you build weapons and the next scale of weapons for the next fight. So you're constantly doing this thing of kill, loot, upgrade, kill, loot, upgrade, kill, loot, upgrade. And it's not necessarily every, you're not doing that for every monster, maybe every six monsters. Because what happens is every monster has armor that builds around it, that have certain bonuses that are better for certain weapons. So, you're like, okay, I'm not going to farm that monster because it, it's giving a bonus to the bow users. Well, I don't give a shit because I'm not a bow user. So I'm not, not even going to farm that. I'll farm this other monster that gives me this other bonus. And that's pretty much what it is. So I... And the time frame to getting a piece of, to getting like a full armor set is probably a good solid night of gaming. You could just do, a hunt is about a half an hour to 45 minutes, depending on circumstances. Um, And so you could just come in, do a half an hour game and and move on with your life. Uh, A hunt for, to make a sword, depending on the sword, higher rank swords obviously take a lot longer, but an average sword will be like a night's worth of gaming and you will get that sword light easily. So what's what's right. the incentive to playing with other people? That is, is it just to speed up those those battles with the monsters to collect the items. Yeah, it does. It, there's a few things. It so the monsters do get tougher. So you can only play with up to four players in in a single like hunt, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. So you the monster does get tougher. Uh, it does have more health based on having more allies with you, but. Part of the deal with having more people, sure, you do more damage, but statistically, the amount of damage that other people put out is worth that difference. And not only that, it also gives the monster... There are very few situations, it does happen, there are there are ways you can make it happen, but it is very rare that you have, like, aggro armor. There's no such thing, there's generally no such thing as the tank and the healer, it doesn't go by like that. Um, everyone sort of fills in their own roles how they want. Gotcha. So... So what happens is you'll go in there, swing, and the monster will be so focused on you and will just want to fucking destroy you. Yeah. And it's hard to get aggressive when the monster is just being aggressive towards you. Well, if the monster is being aggressive towards me, if I'm single player, that's it. I just have to sort of find the times to attack. Whereas if in multiplayer, the monster may be aggressive towards me. And sure, I'm not putting out that much damage, but... My allies are kicking its ass. So is is and, it part of it also to kind of get the aggro too, like to to you know, so you can get the right attacks in? Is that is there some strategy to those battles? 
Oh, for sure. There's an entire class that have like shields that are able to block damage, and you can put decorations that do decorations are like trinkets right. and jewels inside of armor that do uh, make it so you can pull aggro more. Okay. Most people don't do that, but it is a possible build. Okay. And there are healing builds too, just people also don't tend to do that that often either. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is really really fun it's it's a bit rough around the edges it doesn't have all of the smoothed edges of everything else like it the multiplayer can be a bit strange and things can be a bit strange but once you learn how to work around it it becomes smooth and easy and you can just get into a game and, and move forward gotcha yeah it sounds sweet honestly like i, I want to give one a shot in the future especially monster hunter uh world which is what you've been playing it sounds amazing you're playing on pc of course yeah okay very good very good cool and uh yeah man that game sounds sick what, what um i really don't have much to talk about for playing and watching so if you have more keep going all i've got is uh rob and i quickly i, I just found out rob also watched it is defunct land on youtube yes great great show we were it's the the guy looks back at old attraction rides not necessarily always rides but attractions sometimes it shows at amusement parks and learns about their creation their life their lifespan and the eventual death he only ever does ones that are no longer running or no longer in production and he looks at them and sees how they came and why they went and it's really interesting i there's a few episodes rob that had a lot of blasts from the past for me because there was mm-hmm. like the the tech quest or something the digital quest i forget the name of it off off the top of my head disney quest disney quest that's the one where i remember we were uh, my wife amanda was uh watching it sort of on the side with me and i he was discussing disney quest i'm like oh yeah i remember that place it had this over here and this over there and the guy immediately started discussing those features and man just goes, oh, God, you're a fucking nerd. You went there once and you remember that? I don't know. <laughs> but it, it, it was, was cool. I, I got to fun. go actually right before it closed in uh, 2017. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. So I definitely want to see that episode now. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do some really cool stuff. He does The last season he did talks a lot more about Walt Disney himself and his history and how everything interconnects to him. And it is really interesting to watch. So I yeah. definitely... Definitely suggest if you're looking for a docu series. Yeah, no, it's good. It's definitely worth a check out. So that's it for me. That's what I've been doing. Oh, okay. Um, for me, as uh, as I mentioned earlier, been watching the Ozarks, um, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, outside of that, though, I've been playing a variety of games, most of which have j- will just be repeats. So I'm not going to get really into them. There's one um, game that I found kind of like in the muck. And uh, it's called Legend of Keepers. Right. And uh, yes, uh, and it is. It plays kind of like Boss Monster meets Slay the Spire. That's meets, right. Um, maybe Darkest Dungeon. The idea is that you're playing as a, a a boss monster at the end of a dungeon, and you have to manage your traps, spells, and um, minions as heroes try and kill you. And uh, it goes from like a week to week cycle, and every once in a while, adventurers will assault your dungeon, and you have to defend it, and then like kill them for loot. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun though, and uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It's called Legend of Keepers. You can check it out on Steam. Uh, it's not much. It's like sub twenty dollar game, and it's fantastic. It's, it's still in early access, but uh, two of the three boss monsters are out, and it is a lot of fun, even in its current state. I don't think you need to wait. Uh, like a lot of games, this game I think is more or less done. They're just implementing um, the final character, probably a little bit more tweaking and stuff like that, and I think the game will be good to ship. It looks like if they tweaked the UI just a bit based on the graphics and how intense it would be, it would probably make for a pretty decent mobile game. Yeah. Um, there's actually another game I've been playing and watching a bit of, um, but I don't want to go into it right now because I'll be playing more of it soon, which is Star Citizen. Uh, which is I've got a bit of a history there, so I'll, I'll probably make it its own thing, maybe uh, next podcast or the or the one after that. Is there something new to it? The, yes, a okay. lot. A really, lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. oh, I'd love to hear about that. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that next episode for sure. Yeah, but that's it for me. Sweet. All I've been really doing is, uh, well, I finished Final Fantasy VII remake last week. Uh, I, I thought it was phenomenal. The ending Congrats. was great. Uh, what's that? The grats. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you for the for the congratulations. Um Dude, you finished it on the easiest difficulty. Uh it's true, I did, and uh, and I probably won't be playing it on harder difficulty because I forgot about they do like a new game plus where you can go back and visit, you know, revisit chapters. So I'm just going through some areas where I feel like I, I, I missed some things. I know I, I missed a couple yeah. of the weapons throughout as well. I didn't feel like the combat would really scale difficulty wise because I played it at a higher difficulty for most of the game and dropped it down mostly because near the end the combats weren't more complex. They just became a slog. It just yeah. they lasted longer than they were fun. And so I dropped it down and never looked back. So, yeah, Aww. and I honestly, man, I, I dug it. I really enjoyed the combat. And sorry, I just lost completely lost my train of thought on this one. <laughs> Anyway, it's been a long, it's been a long day. It's been a long day, but mostly I've just been watching like uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, so I've been catching up on that and watching the most recent episodes uh, for my watching right. portion, I guess. And and that's it yeah, for me. Yeah, my man. wife started. My wife and I started watching that. She finally. Yeah. That's our new dinner show. Nice. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. We we just finished the second episode, first and second episode today. We just started it. So anyway, that'll have to conclude <laughs> this re-recording. <laughs> Of episode 89 of Roadie Geek Official Podcast. Look, we did it. We showed up. We did the work. And uh and, and, and now it's done. Twice. Now it's done. And and Rob has exacted exacted his ultimate revenge against Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which was absolutely epic that this is what it took. Oh man. <laughs> So anyway, uh, that's it for me, Alex Austin, and also Isolated Plummy and Adam. And Rob, thank you for listening. Why is this happening? Okay, goodbye, guys. Thank you. Bye.